Hello and welcome to Design Beat, where we share the stories of creative women who dance to the beat of their own drum. We hope you come away uplifted, inspired, and encouraged to go for it. Today we're talking with Sonia from Wildly Creating. I had such a fun conversation with Sonia. She is just a ray of sunshine. We talked about abundance mindset, running her agency, what her day-to-day looks like, living the van life, traveling through Australia right now. If you live in a place where it is cold and snowy and it is mid-January like it is for me right now, prepare to be very jealous of what Sonia's day-to-day looks like. Uh, But Sonia's awesome. You're going to love this one. Before we dive in, I wanted to remind you of our contract template. This is the design contract template I use personally for my clients, created in collaboration with my lawyer, Kirstie Lockmiller. Super thorough, gives you peace of mind. You can find it at designbeatpodcast.com slash contract. I also wanted to let you know that I have added a form on our website for people who want to come on the podcast. We've been getting a lot of people wanting to come on, which is amazing. The past few, maybe like the past four interviews we've had were people who reached out to me. And since we do interview people almost every single week, um, I'm running out of people that I know that I want to interview. So just so we can keep all those together, I did create a form on our website designbeatpodcast.com go ahead fill out that form we would love to chat with you all right let's get into it Sonia thank you for talking with me today oh my god thank you so much for having me yeah I'm excited to hear about your business and life and traveling and everything this will be fun I know I'm super excited yeah so we're going to start out with some this or that questions. I used to do rapid fire questions and then I wanted to be talking more about the answers. So then I said, get to know you questions, but I've landed on this or that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do this. Okay, let's do this. First question, beach or mountains? Beach, all the time. Me too. <laughs> I mean, I love both, but if I had to pick yeah beach. all the time like forever and ever yeah. <laughs> okay evenings or mornings mornings mm. of course i would pick both but mornings is more more i really like my morning routine so morning would get the priority yeah, yeah. it's always great even, to have a good morning routine yeah absolutely even though evening it's where i feel like i'm more connected to my stuff and that's where I'm reading more books and listening to podcasts or like writing but mornings mm. are the best so when you have the most energy to start the day yeah exactly it's a good time. yeah hard to wake up but when I'm up I'm happy <laughs> I <laughs> feel like I'm getting back into the swing <laughs> of things after the holidays because I'm usually I usually wake up pretty pretty early like 5 6 a.m but now with the holidays, it's been yeah. so tough. Like right now it's seven and it took yeah. a very big effort to wake up. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It was hard for me too to get back into the after not having a routine for so long. I missed my routine, but I am not used to having to get up at a certain time. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fruit or vegetable? 
Fruit. Yeah, fruit for sure. Do you have a favorite fruit? Strawberries and old berries and mango. I, I would say berries and old tropical fruit, like mango, papaya, dragon fruit, all of that. And I really like tomatoes. Those are a lot of favorites. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I really like tomatoes, which I discovered is a fruit. <laughs> that also counts as a vegetable in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's some debate on that. <laughs> I still think it's a vegetable, but everyone told me it's a fruit. <laughs> yeah. In my mind, it's a vegetable. Exactly. It should be a vegetable. Um, yeah, I think so. <laughs> okay, last one. Movies or shows? Movies. Absolutely. When I'm watching, like, I can put up boundaries when I'm watching a movie because the movie's finished and that's it. But with the show, <laughs> it can yeah. go on all night easily. That's so true. Because <laughs> especially now that it plays automatically. You just never stop it. That's a problem. Yeah. And I'm really bad at stopping series. <laughs> yeah. Especially when it's 20 minutes. It's like, oh, Me yeah. Me too. Another 20 minutes. Another 20 minutes. Five hours later, I'm still here. Yeah. I'm a binger <laughs> for sure. Yes. That's so funny because my husband and I starting a show, like we'll get the kids to bed and we'll be like, we don't, let's, it's kind of late. So let's just watch a show instead of a movie. But then we end up watching how many episodes and so it just ends up being the same amount of time as a movie anyway yeah I don't know. and then you also have to keep on going back because you never finish the series there's a season two a season coming it's impossible too much movies. yeah <laughs> <laughs> totally okay so let's get into your background if you just want to give us a background on you how you got into design brand strategy everything all right well I didn't start it as a web designer and brand strategist of course I always had the dream that I wanted to work online mostly because I was always traveling I've been traveling most of my life and I really wanted to find a job that could allow me to travel and to keep the freedom I used to travel for six months work for six mm. six months and then keep fooling my travel this way but was so unsustainable and I really found myself hating my mm. job myself the people around me it was really really hard to keep it up so I remember I started were you just picking up different jobs along the way yes I was working mostly in retail and also some jobs here and there I never did hospitality okay. which I know is a very popular job for travelers but it was mostly retail for me and I remember I started okay. a travel travel blog because, of course, I was traveling and that was the main thing that I was doing. So taking pictures, talking about my travels. And that was really not going anywhere, but it was allowing me to learn so much about the online world, especially when I was writing for other big companies or other publications. It was like, oh, they are running a business like this. So, you know, it's possible. I just don't see this happening for me. And I kept on trying and trying and trying mm. up until I met a friend who told me, you know, you could keep with the blog and see where it's going, or you could jump into the service provider world and provide the service that you are doing for yourself to other bloggers, for example. And that kind of blew my mind. Mm. Like, mm -hmm. oh, yes, like I can do exactly the same thing, but for other people. And this is still going to help me gain more skills. 
So I started as a virtual assistant for other travelers and I would create Canva graphics and organize blog posts, do, you know, like basic things, scheduling posts, writing captions, up until I had two clients that asked me to design a website for them. And I was like, yeah, I have a travel blog, so it's not going to be that hard. And I absolutely love it. Like, it was one of the best experiences. And they were also very chill because they knew that, you know, it was not in my skill set, but I was doing that to try. So they were really open and understanding. Mm -hmm. And with one of them, I also did a brand strategy, which was, of course, a very simple brand strategy. But that helped me realize that I was really into colors and picking the right fonts and just like the strategy behind the brand. So after those two websites were finished, I completely dropped everything that I was doing as a virtual assistant. And I started, I called myself a web designer from that day. And everything kind of snowballed Mm. from there. So I really started to learn more about uh, brand strategy. And that's where my love right now is. It's more, everything started with web design, but now everything is more into brand strategy. And everything kind of snowballed from there. Cool. So how did you learn how to design? Just trial and error? Uh, yeah, with my website, it was mostly trial and error, even though I took so many courses, I read so many books and endless hours of YouTube videos. I was following this blog. I mm. think the guy was called Nathan Travels or I don't know. It was like a very popular travel blog. And he always had this blog post promoting starting a blog and making money out of it. And of course, it got me like Mm. yes I won this and thanks to his videos I was able to design my first website and then of course when I decided to offer this as a service that was another set of skills like I took other courses I invested in a little mentor like just a friend that could help me out with some question that I had but most of my experiences yeah me trying to learn things on my own (laughs) That's so cool. And how did you get clients? A lot, a lot, a lot of time spent on Instagram. And I would promote myself Mm. even when I was not ready to get on clients. It was just to learn how to market myself. So I remember, especially in the beginning, I was really, really, really consistent, like incredibly consistent with my posting, my stories, my engagement, my marketing. I would talk about my past clients which were the two social media clients consistently every Mm. single day and that's how I landed my very first two and three clients in the first I think in the first two months I landed three clients and that was incredible for me and after that I also joined a group program uh, for like to start your own business and to set the foundation And I got some clients from that group, just like to exchange services, but also to improve my skills. So I feel like clients were Mm. always there. And something that really helped me during that period was to remind myself that clients are always there. Not ever thinking about, you know, oh, nobody will ever hire me. It's just like there's so many people on social media. I will find my people. And I believe that so mm. much that they actually were always there. And I've never been without client work. I love that abundance mentality. Yeah. 
yeah especially in the beginning i had that a lot you know like i think do you know are you familiar with the kruger effect it sounds familiar it sounds probably you know it's like in the beginning when you don't have a lot of skills or a lot of experience you feel that you have a lot of skills and experiences and like your confidence is really high and the more you learn right Right. the more you learn the more imposter syndrome you have even though you know more you have more skills and more confidence so i feel like in the The more you feel like you don't know yes so i felt like i didn't know enough but i was just going with the flow and yeah i I had a very Mm -hmm. abundance mindset at the time i love that that's so good i feel like i get into a scarcity mentality a lot when i'll finish a project with a client yeah like oh no I have no clients but I love that that you're like they're out there I know they are you just have to switch your mindset because once you get into that scarcity mindset you start making weird decisions (laughs) absolutely you get self-conscious about things that's the the hardest thing honestly about entrepreneurship it's keeping your head right (laughs) and your mindset in the right place because it's so easy to get lost in everything else it's so easy to just you know think that nobody's gonna ever hire you and the more you believe that honestly the less client you're gonna get it's tough I really believe it's tough yeah it's true especially when you're self-employed and it's a lot of pressure that it's all on you to be bringing in the money yeah but yeah mindset is so important so how did you as you were getting these clients how did you know how much to charge it was a little bit hard in the beginning and I obviously undercharged for a very long time (laughs) but in the back of my mind (laughs) like we talk about mindset and my mindset challenge since day one was the fact that I never went to school or university or not even like a proper design education so it was really hard for me to be Mm. like you know I didn't go to school I learned everything on my own and this is how much I want you to pay me so I always had problems with charging up until I took another uh, web design and branding course that made me realize how much work went into creating a project, like developing a website and coming up with a a brand strategy for a client. I remember I paid that course more than Mm. multiple brand strategy that I would do together. And that kind of put everything into perspective. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, okay, so I can charge more. And then we also had some coaching calls with, with the girl that hosted the course. And I talk about the prices and she was like, no, 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 no. We have to go higher with this. <laughs> and, you know, it was mm. more like a leap of faith. I remember when I raised my prices to what I have right now, like roughly, I had, I remember in two months, I did 15 discovery calls and 10 of them were no. And it was really hard to hear no all over again, but it was just like, no, I'm not going back to the old prices because I cannot survive. It's just like really beginner prices that I was charging for other people. So right now it's more like I follow my intuition a lot more and I'm not afraid to 
change the price a little bit more according to the client. Like if I'm feeling like this project is much more than what it should be and the client is asking a lot more things, you know, I create many more custom packages that I used to be. But it's it's easier now. Mm. I also, yeah, following my gut really helped me a lot in this. But of course, it's like there's no right and wrong way to price your services. It's just like the price that it's good for you feels good. And that if you have the money right now, you would be okay. And not be like, oh, that was just too low for what I was doing. Or I feel like I asked too much. Yeah, that's so good. If you guys haven't checked out Skillshare yet, you need to. You can learn about pretty much any creative field from the best of the best. And one thing I love about Skillshare is that you don't have to pay per class. You just get a membership and you have access to all of their classes. And it's self-paced, so you can start as many classes as you want. You don't have to finish anything. You can jump around. If you want to brush up on any of your skills or learn something new, Skillshare is a really great place to do that. You can get 40% off an annual membership at the link in our show notes. So what's something you wish you had known when you were starting out? (laughs) Pricing my services. Uh, Probably. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think like all the money situation is something that I wish I knew more and managing money. I feel like I would, I would have loved for my first group program to touch on that on how to manage the money once you have it because most coaches really focus on you getting the money Mm. and you landing clients but for me the problem is after what is happening after I have three clients and they are paying me on time and I have everything perfectly because keeping my finances clean is also something that in my background in my family my school was never really discussed so it's me going with the flow with Mm -hmm. with this as well and it's not always a good thing so I did some big financial mistakes that you know you see the mistake coming after like months after you made that so I wish I knew how to manage my money beforehand so that I could avoid those mistakes does it make sense yeah that is for sure a challenge and it's so true people don't they want to teach you how to make the money but then managing it afterwards is so hard it's hard to know when to invest in something when to hold off and wait and that's a challenge for sure yeah absolutely and a lot of people keep reminding you to invest in yourself invest in your business but sometimes it's just a waste of money or maybe sometimes you just need some time on your own yeah it's Um, true sometimes not investing is the best investment and you know, I don't know. We, yeah, I, I was surrounded by all of those coaches and just Instagram information all about keep on spending money into your business. It's like I don't know. Like all of my client work money are all going into investing in other people, but then I'm not really living the life that I want anymore. So yeah, money really mm-hmm. co- used to confuse mm-hmm. me a lot. My relationship with money is much better right now, but still. I'm not as confident as I would be with other topic. Yeah. And it's interesting how the people telling you how to invest or telling you to invest in yourself and in your business are people who want to sell you things. 
of course they want you to invest because yeah. <laughs> they're trying to sell you something. Absolutely. Which I do think I do think investing in your business and yourself is important, but it's such a personal decision what that investment should be. Yes, yes, I agree so much. I have so many people that you know, would come to me and they would be like, I want to invest in my branding, but I'm also about to resign with my current coach. So I'm going to talk with my coach and see what is best mm. for me. And, you know, like at that point, I know what the mm -hmm. coach is going to say, because if we are roughly the same price, you know, a coach is going to be like, oh, you don't need branding. You don't need to invest in your business that way. You need to invest in your business by hiring a coach. And, you know, I always see that, like, this is still investing in yourself, but you need to see where is this coming from and what kind of support do you need right now? So, yeah, I also believe you should always mm -hmm. invest in yourself, but in a mindful way. And I see a lot of people finishing with a coach and then investing in a coach right, right after that. Yeah, I, I believe you need some time to be right. on your own with everything that you learned from your previous coach. Yeah, and apply what you learned. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I'm curious, as you're traveling the world, traveling Australia right now, I'm curious what an average day looks like for you. <laughs> yeah, it's always different, honestly. I usually work from co-working spaces. I really love the energy of co-working spaces. It's really nice. So I usually have one co-working space and I just move around that. There is a very nice franchise here in Australia and they have different locations around the states. So I know that I can still move and still hold the same membership around. But usually I would wake up mm. very early and I live in my van. So I would drive my van to a nice park and do my morning routine there. So it's usually breakfast, reading, journaling a little bit, and just other things to fill my cup. And after that, I would go to the co-working space. I try to work not too much, <laughs> but like morning up until mm. after lunch, I would say. Like that's usually my work schedule. And then it depends what I'm up to. If I am in a new place, it's usually going to the beach or going to waterfall hunting or usually something in nature if it's a place that i know already or if i have friends there i would usually go to my friends and sometimes if it's not summer that is really really hot i would just really enjoy to stay in my van and mm. to read i really like to set up my van in a way that is all comfy with the fairy lights opening the bed and again, if I'm going to a park or like in nature, it's nice because I can have a living room outside the van. It's really beautiful to see. And mm. yeah, and I would just chill there. And I go to bed really, really early as well. Because when you live in a van, basically you live with the sun. When the sun is down, you go to bed. When the sun is up, mm. you wake up. It's really, it's really nice. But every day is different. So... That's why it's exciting. <laughs> I usually also that like... That sounds amazing. Thank what you. is your life? <laughs> <laughs> I know, but it took me so long to build this. So, you know, it was a work in progress for a long time. How long have you been living out of your van? 
It's been three years. Yeah, since the moment I arrived in Australia. Yeah, I think a couple of months after I landed in Australia, I already had a van and then never stopped. <laughs> That's so cool. It's pretty fun. Yeah. So what's your favorite part about what you do? Uh, with the van life or with the job? Your job. All right. Or your life. <laughs> Either one. Well, with my business, my favorite part is right now like this the place where i am right now i feel like it's one of the best that i ever been i'm now implementing mentorship into my business and at the same time i am building an agency so all of my web design and branding services are moving like our an agency setting right now and i'm also having mentorship on the other side so i really love having a dual business which is a lot of work, a lot of communication, a lot of back and forth. It's not just me anymore, but it's very beautiful. I mm-hmm. love when I can see a website coming together because I did the brand strategy, but my team was able to execute everything else. And of course, like one of the big mindset limitations that I mentioned about me self- being self-taught you know, my skills are never good enough. I'm never good enough because I never went to school. So having a team was really something that helped me so much because they have the skills, they have the knowledge, they mm-hmm. like the technicalities that I don't. So my zone of genius, mm-hmm. which is like the brand strategies and business strategies in general, I still do that, but then I'm able to communicate that to my team and they can create a vision from that. So I think that's the best of where I, like, yeah, I just really, really enjoy that. I feel like I arrived to a place where I'm genuinely happy to run my business, especially because I also have the mentorship on the other side. That's so cool. So do you have employees? I have team members. I have like subcontractors. So I have one graphic designer, one web designer, web developer, and my assistant, like virtual assistant and OBM. And this year I am planning on hiring a social media manager, a social media strategist for my clients. And if everything goes as planned, copywriting as well for my clients. Cool. That's so awesome. I know. I feel like it, it's coming all together. And it feels so good. It's like finally I can give the best of the best to my clients without having to do it all because that was too much yeah I like what you said about having people on your team who have the skills to carry things out and being able to delegate like that is really cool yeah yeah you can see the value it's even easier for me now to charge more or to stand strong on my prices because I know it's not based on my skill anymore but it's based on you know a team of people skills so, you know, you're not just, yeah, you're not just yeah. getting my brain. You're getting three brains. That's so cool. So one question we always like to ask is, what do you do when you feel stuck? How do you motivate yourself to keep going? This is stuff. I am trying to really change the narrative on that. Last year was where I did a lot of mistakes that made me feel stuck. And it was always harder to get out of that place. But I think I found a way which is like 
tune in with my emotions for at least one day so if I'm really feeling like nothing is working Mm. I would drive my vans to a nice place where I know there is no one even if I don't feel like it I would just really push myself to go somewhere that I know that I like and I would put some nice music Mm -hmm. I really like music without words for this kind of situation so that I don't have to think about what the other person is saying it's just like plain music like lo-fi or Mm -hmm. you know and I would start journaling or even writing do something completely unrelated I do a lot of roller skating so sometimes I would go for a roller skate especially at night I feel like it's really rejuvenating like I love roller skating it's so much fun and can really it's like a creative well I have roller blades fun <laughs> but yeah easier a little it, easier than roller skates <laughs> you think i think for me it's the opposite i don't know how to roller blade really yeah it's too I hard i feel like skates you it's harder because you can go you can spin around more blades kind of keep you straighter <laughs> that's why it's but hard probably more fun too yeah <laughs> i have to try again i'm trying to do 10 minutes of rollerblading after one hour of skating just to remember really yeah. really you think you think blading is that much harder completely oh, yeah maybe yeah. i need to try skates it's been yeah. a while yeah try skates i need to that's such a good idea to give yourself at least one day yeah, one day just to be... And not be you know, impulsive. Yeah, yeah. Especially when you have a lot of decision to make or you're stuck or you like, you feel like you have to take action or maybe you're not letting clients and you think your mindset is the problem. Do something that is not work-related, then it's still creative for you. You know, it can be just even sleeping or mm-hmm. painting or drawing, whatever. Even just creating like, I don't know, a passion project just for you without any kind of like responsibility or, you know, expectation. I think that's how you get your creativity back a little bit. Yeah, create in a different medium. That always works for me. Yeah, yeah. And just be offline. Mm -hmm. Away from the screens, which is getting harder and harder to not look at screens (laughs) (laughs) yes I know I know yeah after these holidays it was so hard to get back on track because of the screens I was two weeks Mm -hmm. away from social media and that was amazing and then I came back and everyone Mm. is ready to smash the year everybody's ready with the goals you have to do your goals I already landed Mm -hmm. five clients yeah those breaks are really nice yes <laughs> that's so important so as we wrap up is there anything else you'd like to share plug anything you want to add uh well right now i am really working on building my agency and mentorship on one side And it's been just really interesting to see how my audience is now split into different people, I would say, like people persona. So Mm -hmm. I also have, I'm also in the process of building different freebies and different kind of services for both of them. But yeah, my main focus for this Mm -hmm. year is just to build 
community and give a lot of free content away. So I'm really planning to do a lot of workshops and masterclass for cheap or very, 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 very cheap or even free. Most of the time they're going to be free. So yeah, that's just like my, cool. yeah, my goal for 2022, like community and give back free things. <laughs> awesome. I love that. So where can we find you on social media, website? Yeah, everything is with my with one handle. So Wildly Creating. My website is wildlycreating.com. And my business page is wildlycreating.com. So I'm just Wildly Creating and you're going to find me everywhere, basically. <laughs> awesome. Nice and simple. Yes. Okay. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me, Sonia. This was awesome. Thank you so much for inviting me. I really enjoyed this.